A week ago, government did place on the table a revised offer of 7.5% average pensionable salary increase across the board. What this would entail is that you recall that a public servant was receiving a cash allowance in the region of 1,000 rand. Uh, what essentially will happen now is that that cash allowance will be converted into a pensionable salary increase, which means that that cash allowance will be added to the basic salary and employee will now be able to con uh, or sort of uh, contribute some of that money towards the pension fund. In addition, the employer has offered a 3.3% salary increase. So effectively, the cash allowance amounted to about 4.2%, and the 3.3% that the government is currently offer totals to a 7.5% average salary increase across the board. So that was presented to the unions that were present at the bargaining chamber. You will recall that some of the unions that did embark on industrial action as late as two weeks ago, they were not part of the process. So the unions that remained behind and continued negotiation constituted the majority of the unions that were there. That offer was tabled to them. Uh, most of the unions that were present have taken that offer to their constituencies and their members. Uh, from the PSA side, we have concluded our mandating process yesterday. And as late as today, the uh, majority of the members that have voted have uh, overwhelmingly supported the 7.5% average pensionable salary increase. So what will happen now is that the bargaining chamber or the bargaining council will call up a meeting, and the other unions will also uh, serve notice whether they are in agreement with the offer. We've heard that uh, they are also uh, in agreement with the offer. So what will entail now is that if all the unions that are currently going to continue the negotiations and on the agreement, if they do sign an agreement, it will constitute a majority agreement, and that increase will be implemented with effect from 1st of April this year. So is this only for the 2022-2023 financial year, or is there more to that? What has happened is that the employer has presented a two-year agreement. What will happen next year is that there is an increase on the table that is subject to the inflation rate. What essentially is happening is that the employer has projected a CPI increase uh, with a slight proviso to that. In other words, if the inflation rate is above 6.5%, then the increase would deem to be 6.5%. If it is below 4.5%, then the increase will be 4.5%. However, if the projected TPI is anywhere in between 4.5 and 6.5, then that figure will be considered the salary increase for next year. As I've indicated earlier, it's a two-year agreement. Um, if all the parties agree, then that will be implemented with effect on 1st of April this year. Now, Claude, um, the Public Servants Association was initially demanding an above-inflation wage increase of 12.5%, uh, and you, of course, represent more than 235,000 members. What made you change, uh, you know, that line that you seemed very hard-lined uh, hard on uh, to begin with? So initially, when negotiations commenced, uh, we had to take into account. Remember, there's quite a number of unions that negotiated the bargaining chamber, and if everybody had to um, present its uh, own position, then it obviously becomes a little bit chaotic. 
After much negotiations with all the other unions, we presented a consolidated demand of 10% across the board. And we decided to prioritize the salary negotiations and one more aspect, which was the housing allowance. Uh, so far, we, I think we have more or less dealt with the salary increase. I think the next phase will be the housing allowance. Uh, so to answer your question in a nutshell is that, yes, initially we demanded 12.5%, but once we consolidated our demands with the other unions, we brought our figure down to 10%. We felt it was a, real, a realistic figure based on the economic situation and the research that we've done, that 10% would be a suitable offer for all public servants. But everywhere, negotiations is a situation of give and take. And I think what is crucially important is that the cash allowance that the employees were receiving comes to an end on 31st of March. And our ultimate aim that when we started negotiations this year, we said to ourselves that we must try and conclude negotiations as quickly as possible because come 15th of April, if there's no increase on the table, then employees are going to suffer considerably because that cash allowance will be taken away, and this will set all employees back. So all in all, as I said, we presented the 7.5% average increase to all our members, and most of them have agreed to the 7.5%. We are mandate-driven union, uh, and then negotiations is part of a give-and-take process, and I think members have indicated and have understood the realities of the economic situation and have decided to opt for the average 7.5% increase across the table. Not the ideal situation, but at the end of the day, I think sanity prevailed and they have voted in favour of the 7.5%. And, and then just a final question. Um, Finance Minister Inoko Dongwana, uh, in his budget speech, uh, stated that uh, government remains resolute on narrowing the public sector wage bill and um, in future wage negotiations would be aimed at striking a balance between remuneration increases and, uh, of course, the need for additional staff in services such as education, health and police. So, Firstly, your reaction to that, and, and also what do you understand by that? Have there been any further discussions around that statement? Well, you recall as far as back as 2017, government indicated that there was going to be a moratorium on filling of posts. Uh, at that stage, one would have realized that uh, government would have realized enough savings to supplement other areas apart from salary increases. But obviously, filling of critical posts in the public service especially the police services and the health services. But this hasn't materialized over the years. As the years progress, you will notice that the vacancy rate has been increasing. So I don't see any correlation between saying that there is a shortage of staff and we need to fill and need to balance it with the wage increase that they are offering. So there hasn't been any correlation whatsoever between the two. And I think had uh, you looked at the past couple of years as far as the salary increases, are concerned, most of the increases have been below inflation rates. That was one of the issues. The second issue that had they realized savings, we would have seen the vacancy rate in the public service drop critically. But this hasn't happened. Last year, uh, the Minister of Police himself announced that there's a critical shortage of personnel in, in fact. And even when he recruited 9,000 new additional staff, this didn't make a dent in the vacancy rate as far as the, the police services are concerned. Yes, we understand you've got to balance the situation between addressing the needs, especially the needs of shortage of staff, and obviously paying employees a decent wage itself. I think there's other areas that the public sector can look at, 
or government as a whole can look at maladministration, wastage of money, um, corruption. Uh, I think if a lot can be done to curb those, I think we can realize a lot of savings that we can actually balance the two aspects and see to the needs of employees as well as also full the vacancy rate that we currently experience in the public sector. Well, Claude, we'll leave it there for today. Thanks so much. Uh, Claude Nyker is the National Manager for the Public Servants Association.